Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football by Football Podcast. Yes, this is the maiden voyage of the Football by Football podcast, and I'm your host, Matt Chatham, former University of South Dakota Coyote, got to put that in there, and former Patriots and Jets linebacker. I'm joined today by my co-hosts, both writers for footballbyfootball.com and former players themselves, Brady Quinn, former Notre Dame quarterback and NFL quarterback. What's up, Brady? What's going on, Matt? How's it going, boss? And uh, another Brady, I like to... Invite as many Bradys as I can find. We got Brady Papinga here as well, former BYU and NFL linebacker uh, with a Super Bowl ring with the uh, the old Green Bay Packers years ago. Hey, how's it going, guys? So football by football is exactly what it sounds like for those of you that have found the website and have gotten in there and been fans. We're we're basically a football website run by a bunch of former football players, just a bunch of guys that wanted to get in there and offer some insight and give you some of the stuff you don't you don't see on regular websites. You don't see on on a lot of the broadcast TV you see. So today's show is broad, very broad for you guys. We're, we're really sort of doing an introductory show and, and want to keep the topic broad at the idea of why do we play football? You know, why why do we play this great game? And, and part and parcel to that is, is why does football by football exist? So we're going to get right into it here. We're going to play some clips for you right off the bat. Don't know about you guys' uh, preferences with all of the uh, – you know, old football films. I'm a big old football nut. You know, North Dallas 40, Johnny B. Good, Any Given Sunday. A lot of stuff all up and down the way. So we'll we'll hit you some clips here right off the bat and kind of just get into this idea of, you know, why we play this game and some inspirational quotes and get you guys' reaction off it. Life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. (laughs) On this team, we fight for that inch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Well, fellas, obviously, internet radio here should have put the warning out there, not for the faint of heart, but uh, <laughs> I, I like this quote uh, off the front bat, you know, here just to talk about, obviously, we played football, we all played football as kids, you played through high school, you do it in college, we did it as a profession. I think sometimes you take for granted, you know, why this particular game, what to me makes this game so great, and, you know, that's Al Pagino there from any given Sunday talking about the inches. The little things. I really like this game because it's a little things kind of game. Some of the stuff we get to dive into on footballbyfootball.com. How about y'all? You know, for me, Matt, I think really it's about, you, you kind of touched on it, the details, the little things. But 
that to me just means the process. You know, everyone everyone watches the game of football and they think, man, it was that big play, that 50-yard bomb, or that interception he returned 70 yards for the touchdown. But it's actually not those big plays that allow, allow those to happen. It's the small plays or the little things that happen up front that a lot of people don't notice that are actually able to make those plays work. And I think just the entire uh, team emphasis and teamwork of the game of football that it takes to make a play successful or to make one of those plays happen. I mean, just going back to this past Super Bowl, and you look at that last play of the game, I mean, that quote epitomizes everything about what this game of football is about. You know, the DB got there a half second before the wide receiver could and was able to intercept the football. If, he, if it was maybe a little bit late, it might have been an incomplete pass, and Seattle might have won the Super Bowl. So it's just, to me, it epitomizes everything that football really is. I, I, for me, when I listened to that clip, it, it brought back the idea that, uh, you know, even though it's a sport that you play and you're out there competing and you're looking to obviously score more points than your opponent and all those good things, the same principles that make a football player successful also carry over in the other avenues of life. And that's something that I found to be very valuable in, in the game of football is that you could take those principles in, in the most basic and fundamental of which are like teamwork their uh, hard work, sacrifice, practice, focus, really going out there repetitiously working your craft to perfect it to a certain level. And then you're immediately able to get feedback on those kind of efforts in a game or during a, a you could say, you know, a training camp session or during a practice or what have you. And it validated whether or not you're on the right path or whether or not the, the principle that you were practicing was sound. Uh, it, it's really a lot of those reasons we never get to express in other mediums about why this thing's really so great. It's not just a highlight, a highlight industry. Uh, I'm going to actually go another direction here, Brady, with, with something a little out of left field. This is actually a clip from K2. It's a, it's a climbing uh, documentary that I found. And there's some really cool clips in there from these guys that, that do the different thing, which I think football is, is sort of in that same realm. Who becomes a race car driver? Who becomes a base jumper? The will to just try something big, something dangerous, something extraordinary, it's part of who we are. I hear that quote and, and quotes like that, and I always think, you know, people wonder, you know, we're I'm the big guy, I'm 6'4", 250, 60, whatever, walking around. You just kind of think, okay, maybe that guy plays football. You're a tall guy, athletic, played lots of sports. Okay, that's a quarterback, right? I really look, though, a little deeper in kind of what that quote hits on and why, not just that you chose to play it when you were a young kid, but why you continued on the process and, and wanted to pursue it as a career and want to just keep doing it until they tell you you can't do it anymore. And I think that, you know, that part of danger is really a part of it. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a reason you, you want to do this one and not the other one. Not that baseball isn't a great sport or basketball or something else, but it's that idea of the other, that idea of doing something a little bit big, a little bit extraordinary. I get in the environment of the football field, and I get charged up. It's just something I really enjoy. Uh, what's your take on that, Brady? You're obviously the guy that generally gets pursued. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. And, Matt, I'm sure you and Brady can both agree with this, but for me it was a little bit of the contact, right? It's like that high you kind of get from the intensity of it, but also the contact. I mean, I remember playing soccer as a young child and and then starting to or beginning to play tackle football when I was in third grade and thinking to myself, I get to take out all my frustration and aggression 
on another person on defense. Or if I was running the football, I, I was able to kind of pave my own path through someone else. And I thought that was so cool. I mean, to me, it was that kind of adrenaline rush that I'd get from that kind of a mono imano um, I guess, challenge with every play, with every snap or every drill in practice. And, and I, I really I really fed off that, man. It was the highs from those and really even the lows that made me almost feel alive, you know, and made right. me feel like this is where I, I want to live. I want to live based off these highs and lows. I don't want to live some calm, boring uh, lifestyle or voyage that didn't have uh, those peaks and valleys that you could kind of live through. I, I with it because the physical contact is what drew me to football because I'll tell you what, and we see it today in basketball and soccer more than ever, and it's this flopping thing. And it, it bugs me. I mean, we right. saw in the Final Four a couple weeks ago where, you know, a, a player would turn and wouldn't even touch the defender, but the defender would just flop to the ground, and the ref reacting to, hey, there's a player that fell down, that must have meant there had been an overuse of contact that gave that offensive player – uh, an advantage therefore that's a foul boom and and, and it would always bother me when i play basketball I'd, I'd literally breathe on guys i mean it was like Phew. and they'd fall down boom, and they'd fall call fouls i'm like are you kidding me it's like let me go and just really hit the guy let me really hit the guy next time that would be worth your you're blowing your whistle and in football you go out and you could you could stick people in the face and you could play physically and you could do it with a out without getting in trouble and b you could do it and, and it was just an expression of who i am because i'm a very physical person and so I enjoyed that level of challenge of not only all the intricacies of the strategies that's involved with the game of football, but then at the same time, it's a very physically challenging game because I don't know about you two, but to me, every single game I played and whether it was when I first started playing a peewee on up until my last game in the NFL, there always comes a point and it's, it's, you know, it's not a predetermined point. It's just, it happens to where it's like the momentum ships against you. You're sore. It's uncomfortable. You're in pain. And for you to fight through that and ultimately change the tide, change the momentum of the game, you have to tough out that moment and almost just overcome your, your uh, you could say, some of your physical inefficiencies and deficiencies in order to find yourself back into the game and, and over, ultimately find your, yourself and your team in a position to be successful. And I always enjoyed that because to me it was, it was challenging, on a, challenging on all levels, whether it was emotional whether it was just pain tolerance or ultimately it was just the challenge of the, the competition and strategy altogether. But the physical element is the probably, if it's not the biggest, it's probably one of the biggest reasons why I chose to play the game of football because at the end of the day, when you're able to go stick somebody in the face and not have somebody call a foul on you or not have it be something that you get in trouble for, I thought was extremely enjoyable. Well, I actually look at it, guys, as much in the same vein, but I, I think, you know, we live in a realm other sports. I mean, there are other choices. And, you know, the original quote was about who becomes one, who sort of gravitates toward these dangerous activities, football being one of them. I look at it as a gauntlet sport. It's different than the other ones. I mean, there's not a guy standing between home place and first base trying to tackle you. It's just a race to the base before someone else can perform a skill activity out in the field. In basketball, you know, there is a little more grinding in some of the NBA, but they've gotten to a point where they want to open the game up and let people score. So they don't want you to touch one another. Your point, Brady Papenga, about the flopping. So the gauntlet is the game. So, you know, it's one of the things that's been one of my biggest bones of contention when we've seen sort of the game, I'd say the opposite of maturing going the wrong way, where, you know, the, the advent of illegal contact and these ideas where we weren't to be touching each other. 
that to me sort of violates the whole idea of the gauntlet. But uh, anyway, we're going to go on, on here to another clip. And I think this actually hits on a point that you just mentioned. The element of danger in alpinism is 100% part of the game. As soon as you eliminate the danger, you have just every other sport. And again, that's that point that y- 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 I understand the ideas of safety and all those kind of things. And we don't want to do a whole a whole uh, soapbox speech on that uh, in this particular episode. But the danger is kind of part of it. I, I, for, for guys like us who've been out there in that environment, the adrenaline rush you get from the possibility that something bad could happen, I think that help, helps motivate you. I think it's part of what what really separates this game from others. I mean, you have to step up. You don't tackle some 250-pound back who's big and strong and probably faster than you without violence, without going through, without that danger element. If you go up there sort of half-assedly, if that's a word, you're going to get run through. But that, to me, is part of the appeal. You have to meet force with force. Yeah, I think, you know, when you compare it to other sports, right, I mean, there's just nothing quite like it, right? Like, there, there's still that adrenaline rush, you know, being up at the plate as a, as a baseball right. hitter. You know, bottom of the ninth, two outs, full count. There's, there's still, obviously, some risk or danger involved. You can hit by a pitch, but, you know, those right. really aren't the big concerns, right? In the game of football, I know uh, it's almost like I'm going into a boxing ring. I know I'm going to get hit. I don't know when it's going to happen, right? Sometimes that's kind of a fun surprise. But but you want to deliver those blows with the passes, right, your decision-making, all the plays you make on the field. And, again, it's almost like that kind of, um, you know, it's not so much of a, a macho thing, but I think as a, as a quarterback you look at it saying to yourself, I love the fact that I'm going out there with the rest of these guys playing this physical, dangerous game where I know at any point in time I get, my, you know, my head taken off or blindsided and, and knocked out. Right. But, you know, I'm willing to stand there in this ring of fire, per se, right? Like a fireman goes in there, does his job, do the best of your ability and get out. I mean, there's something to be said about that. I mean, I said it earlier, it's kind of about that high. I mean, I think a lot of guys, it feeds to them uh, putting themselves in dangerous way and then kind of being able to come out on top. Real quick, Brady, I'm going to, Brady Papenga, I'm going to have you react off this next clip. And this, this is way out of left field, but I think it sort of serves the idea that this notion of gravitating toward gravitating towards danger the kind of guys that want to play football, it really sort of cuts across all, all, all segments of life. This is actually a quote from J.K. Rowling, the author of uh, – you guys are going to know this one. My kids know this one very well. The author of Harry Potter. But it's, it's a quote about living cautiously. Unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all, in which case you fail by default. The reason I like that quote and the reason I think it's applicable to football, and again, I'm not I'm not trashing a guy. I know that we're in an environment now where people are making decisions on whether or not they want to play this based on family and longevity and all those things. And each guy's own, that's, that's sort of always been my approach. But I personally, for me, and the, the one, of, of course, I'd love to see and I think drives most football players is the caution. Uh, the idea of living cautiously sort of flies in the face of everything I believe in. Certainly not mean you're going to do something stupid once you have more information, but this is really a game where to have walked away on a note of caution, it's it's a little bit of line that I that I don't choose to walk. Now again, as I mentioned, to each his own, but uh, uh, there's no way to live cautiously in this game. It's something that's just sort of against the grain. Well, anyway, we'll move on to this next clip, and this is a, a clip again from any given Sunday. 
this is about sacrifice, uh, something that we a term that, you know, some of the buzzwords that we've been hitting on as, as this thing goes through. You know, we're, a lot of these things come up in football. We tend to say a lot of the same things. They're not necessarily trite. These are very real things. But here's a clip about sacrifice from that uh, any given Sunday movie. Now, I can't make you do it. You got to look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now, I think you're going to see a guy who will go that inch with you. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same for him. That's the team, gentlemen. So Brady Papinga, I think you were the one that earlier mentioned the word sacrifice. Well, obviously, with the game of football, it's it's one of the most, you could say, pure team sports in existence because of the fact there are so many moving parts. You got 11 guys on offense, 11 guys on defense, plus you got all your special teams. And at the end of the day, there's only one football, and there's only one guy that's going to be able to carry that one football over the goal line. And as we all know, in the media world, tend, uh, the guy that tends to get most of the attention is the guy that either carries that ball over the goal line or throws the ball over or to the to the to the receivers or the running backs who then carry that ball over the goal line. So then there's got to be other guys out there that are basically throwing their body on their barbed wire for the good of the whole. And so they have to sacrifice ego, they have to sacrifice attention, and ultimately they have to sacrifice themselves and their their physical well being for the good of the team. And that's at the cost of, uh, like I mentioned, sometimes it's even at the cost of uh, of of having a long and prosperous career based off the nature of your position and based off the nature of what you're asked to do. So sacrifice is one of, if I, if it's not, the, like I said, one of the most uh, important principles of football, it's one of the most important. And that's because there are so many moving parts, so many players and so many different roles for a team to ultimately be successful. And a lot of those roles are what I call ditch digger roles to where you got to go out there and basically, you know, just, uh, you know, give up, any kind of potential, you know, recognition and any kind of potential attention towards you, so that another guy can make a play. And I, I played that role for the first four years of my career. I was the setup guy. I mean, they run the ball to me. I'd go in there, and my job wasn't to tackle the guy at the ball. Now that would be icing on the cake. My job was to go in there and basically blow up as many possible offensive linemen, fullbacks that I possibly could, so that my Mike linebacker and I play with Nick Barnett, a very good Mike linebacker, would come. He'd come and and basically clean up the mess, make that big tackle for loss, get up and do a sweet old signature, you know, big play. <laughs> dance. The whole crowd cheered for him, but in reality, I'm over there, you know, basically straightening out my helmet, adjusting my pads, getting off this big old pile of bodies that I had just created, and that was my job. I didn't get a lot of recognition, you would say, from the media, but, you know, fortunately I had a general manager, Ted Thompson, who understood the game of football, and the coaches obviously were asking me to do it. They valued that kind of role greatly, but it was something to where I had to sacrifice even maybe good publicity as I was very highly criticized as a linebacker by the Green Bay Packer media. And so that's just part of the game. And the same could be said for offensive linemen. The same could be said for certain kind of wide receivers. And by golly, you could even talk about Brady Quinn. You could probably jump in on this one for some backup quarterbacks who maybe don't even ever see the field. But a major reason why maybe the starter is playing so well is because that backup quarterback in meetings throughout the week or just basically – by little tips he's given that guy is helping him be successful. Yeah, there's a ton of different ways uh, that I think sacrifice is demonstrated, and a lot of people probably don't see it that way. You know, people always see that long run uh, by Adrian Peterson when he was playing, or Marshawn Lynch, or DeMarco Murray, 
And then to think he did it all himself. I mean, and then some people say, oh, no, he has good offensive line. A lot of times it's those wide receivers blocking downfield or the tight ends blocking downfield that make it possible for them to even, uh, you know, pop that big run. Um, that's actually what makes those big runs sometimes. And what really opens up those big pass plays downfield, off play action passes, those guys blocking earlier in the game for their running back. And then as they kind of, you know, go up to, you know, fake on a safety like they're going to block them and then release up the field during a play action pass, that's what opens up the passing game. So um, sacrifice is utilized so many different ways. And in this case that I'm talking about it, even in strategy. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's been countless times whether whether I was starting or if I was in a backup position where you, you, you sacrifice your time in those meeting rooms and, and those hours after practice and after everything's the media leaves and most of the players leaves and it's all said and done, you're, you're sitting there sacrificing, you know, how you want to live your life ultimately. I mean, no one's forcing you to be in that room. You could very well right. go home and leave and, 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 and punch the clock, but whether you're starting or whether you're the backup or the third string guy, what, what have you, you're in there, you know, preparing not only for yourself and for your teammates, but even for the guy ahead of you. Sometimes you're trying to help him out because team wins, everyone wins. Yeah, I actually take that sacrifice another level. You took it a different direction than I was even thinking, and I think that's why the word's so versatile. It just means so much in our game. Uh, Brady Papinga, you talked about issues where you know beyond just you know get you're sacrificing your body too. I mean, you're throwing yourself in there. And if you go in there cautiously, the word we used before, the play's not as clean for Nick Barnett. If if I go out there and don't throw myself into the wedge, or when I am the wedge, you know, go and try to blow a guy up. If you if you two step, if you half step, excuse me, if you go in sort of tediously and just you know try to do it by the numbers, you don't do well in this sport. It's it's a game where you have to sacrifice. You leave pieces out there of yourself, and you know that. That's just that's just sort of part of the deal. I want to go on here now to another clip. This is actually very related, and I think we've touched on a lot of the same stuff. But I think it does give you a sense of, you know, there's really no question what this game is. That's what football is. It's a team game. Either we heal now as a team, or we will die as individuals. As football guys. That's all it is. Now, what are you going to do? So, guys, the reason I choose that clip, the reason that I plucked that one out is just this notion that I think, again, makes football a little bit unique. I think hockey is obviously sort of in the same realm as well. But I think it's something that when, when people critique us, when people, you know, write about us, when people talk about football players, on TV, uh, you know, fans watch the game that, that don't have that sort of personal experience. I think that part of team is something that gets missed. It's certainly not something we spend a ton of time on on quick TV segments or, or radio and things like that. It's that idea that, you know, if you haven't been a part of a team, if you haven't felt that thing where I have to do this because if I screw up, I'm accountable to the guy next to me. I don't think you feel that in a lot of the realms of life. I mean, certainly other jobs that you work on a, in, in a pod or you work with another group of people or you work on project-based kind of things. You, you get team in other places. But because there's a physical danger to this and there's the team element, I think that's what makes it different. I think it's the accountability. And it's tough when, you, when you're, you know, you're, you're being critiqued by a, a writer, which all the three of us are now ourselves, but someone who doesn't have the team experience, doesn't understand that you're not just doing it for a singular sort of 
reason. I think that's the perspective that, that that's missing that makes some of the analysis a little bit thin. Well, I think it is also an emotional component, right? I mean, we're people, we're not robots. We're all connected right. with people and we're talking about a physical, a athletic way, a mental way that we're all kind of coming together in order to make this work. But that emotion of it all too. I mean, everything that we put in, all the time that you spend putting into it, um, that's a huge component of it where, you know, you're also taking on, you know, all these other people uh, with you, right? You're like, you're, whether you're sacrificing for them, um, your time and efforts of your body and everything else. But when it comes down to it, the whole team emphasis compared to like an individual sport like tennis, when you kind of have to be accountable and shoulder to blame, you're really doing it fully for yourself. I mean, you're talking about a team, when you let, when you fumble the football, when you throw that interception, you make a, a poor decision as a quarterback, I mean, you're letting everyone down. That's a part of that play and a part of that team. And I think it, it, it holds you to a higher standard, holds you to a higher accountability. And again, that's what makes it so special. I think this is something that we can sort of bring to the conversation that you're not going to necessarily get, uh, you know, in your normal mediums is the mentality that you actually have to have, have on the field. We really want to give people sort of that from the, from the sidelines, from the field, from the huddles kind of view. And I think if you're an outsider sort of looking in and, and sort of watching the game of football, you know, you hear these words like targeting the safety of your opponent and things like that and things that are considerations, supposed to be considerations for the guy you're tackling, which to me just sounds foreign, just sounds like from another universe. I can't remember of all the times I've had to go in and throw myself into another defender or into another blocker or into a into a guy you're trying to tackle where the, the, the thought ever crossed my mind, what, how, what's the best way for me to do this for him? You might get the sense that these ideas of targeting, like you're choosing, hey, I think I'll hit him here now. The game moves too fast. And if you have that kind of robotic, your word from earlier, Brady Quinn, if you have that robotic choosing things, it just doesn't work. This it's a game of emotion. It's a game that moves extremely fast, and you know you got to have a little crazy. I mean, if you, you're not doing this game, if you're you're completely all there, some of the stuff we're actually asked to do is is a little over the top. So you know you're going to hear uh, sort of a, a view from the outside that on the field maybe things amongst players sound a little like this. like that i mean it's it definitely has sort of an on-field battle component can still have a great you know uh sportsmanship but want to kill the guy i mean I, I shouldn't use that word but you know what i mean it's it's an aggressive game i'm gonna i'm gonna head on here to some other clips we're gonna go towards the end here kind of call this thing off at the end wanted to play one final clip for you this is actually from uh, north north dallas 40 one of my favorite movies old 80s early 80s anyway, uh, movie about the business of the game, the business of the game of football, something we often hear a lot about. Uh, let me check out this clip, guys, and uh, let me know what you think. John Matuzak, classic old clip here. Well, we're harder than anybody to win, but, man, when we're dead tired in the fourth quarter, winning's got to mean more than just money. You're hired to do a job. Job! Job! I don't want no fucking job. I want to play football, you asshole. I want some feelings. I want some fucking team spirit. This ain't no high school. You don't have to love each other to play. It's just what I mean, you bastard. Every time I call it a game, you call it a business. And every time I call it a business, you call it a game. 
Well, there. Yeah, colorful language, obviously, but uh, I think uh, Matuzak really uh, sort of hits on a note that 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 we deal with a lot as players. We all know it's a business. If you don't figure out that the NFL is a business at some point, you'll probably be out of it. We. It's also a game. If you lose that love for the game and the drive to want to do it and just be out there in the middle of it, you'll be miserable and you'll eventually want to leave it. It's really walking that fine line of understanding that it's both. It has to be both. You can't stand in one corner and claim it to be one thing and then stand in another and talk out of the other side of your mouth. It just doesn't work that way. I, I think sometimes fans at home don't get don't understand, you know, having gone through the process that a lot of the guys here on this call have, you know, we've got almost 60 years of organized football amongst the three of us. And the mentality you're having at a high school level or even like a Pop Warner versus college versus maybe even a year or two into the NFL. And then there's that transition moment where it's like, dude, I want to do this. Like, I just want to keep doing this until they don't let me do it anymore. You really have to have both sides. Yeah, for me, Matt, I always felt like, it was the calling to be great, you know, to, to, to kind of master my craft. And it, it, that really superseded the fact that it was a business at one point, right? Because we all start off at, at an amateur level and we kind of work our way up then through college where even though it's, it's, it's essentially a big business, right, for, for everyone in NCA, but the actual athletes, the guys playing, at least at this point in time. Uh, but then you get to the NFL. And that's where it changes because you're compensated for what you're doing now in the production and so forth. Uh, but at, you know, so as much as you want to protect yourself from a business aspect of it, it's still the same game you've always played. And, and really, again, the, the desire and the want to be great, to, want, you know, to go down as one of the you know, all-time best, to win a Super Bowl, you know, something that you know, Brady Fipping and you guys were a part of, it, it, that changes you know, so many things, not only in your life, but really just you know, kind of defining that way of success. Uh, and, it, and it kind of just it makes the game all worthwhile. I mean, I'm sure you could speak to that uh, more than anything else. All the all the effort, all the hard work and tears, the things that not only help earn you that you know money as far as you know from a business perspective, but you know really I think if you know you were, you know, took a little less, uh, I'm sure you would have been okay with it given the success that you were able to have too. Correct? Uh, it's something that uh, those life experiences don't have dollar signs. I mean, I definitely benefited financially from from doing this uh it's tough to put a price on it you put a price based on market you know what everyone else around you is making and you try to figure out what's fair from that but the idea of winning uh the idea of of having that payoff that you talk about you know going through that whole process for a reason you know and doing it with other people i mean i think i really the team aspect of it is something i was really drawn to and and really uh glad i did do it again in a million, uh, you know, a million out of a million times. All right. Well, hey, Brady and other Brady who we've lost. Uh, that's going to be all for today's podcast. The FBF podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher, or you can visit blogtalkradio.com and go to the football by football page. Be sure to check out footballbyfootball.com online if you don't already, and make sure to give us each a follow on Twitter at FB by FB. Brady Papinga can be found at Brady Papinga. And Brady Quinn at third underscore goal. Thanks, guys. I had a blast. We'll see you next time on the Football by Football podcast. Thanks for listening to the Football by Football podcast. Football insight by football players. Night, Lucky. Night, Dusty. Good night, Ned. Good night, Ned. Good night, Ned.